1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Edition with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, huge news this week. Christian Alfonso, who made her daytime debut as Days of Our Lives is Hope in 1983 and became one of the biggest stars, like, ever in soaps, announced that she is done at the show and has already filmed her last episode. So it is pretty shocking and a big blow to Days, in my opinion. I mean, Christian is one of the actresses who is most associated with that soap. She is certainly a fan favorite and has been for over three decades. I mean, I started watching the show because of Bowen Hope's romance. So it is really hard to imagine her not being in Salem. And, you know, I'm super curious to see what the show will look like without her there.
0: Yeah, I don't think there will be a bigger casting related shocker in 2020. I, I mean, Christian is an absolute icon in this genre and deservedly so. And I think you're in very good company as someone who got hooked on Days to begin with because of the Boho pairing. And, you know, I think anytime someone with as many years of service to a show as Christian has at Days exits, it is more than fair to call it a big blow. You know, an exit like that makes a show uh, feel a little less like home. And Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry to see her go. Me too. For sure.
1: And in other days' news, the show has announced it's eyeing a return to production on September 1st. So, um, because, you know, they are so far ahead, they do have episodes through October. So, we're not going to see a big interruption or any interruption, actually, of on screen programming. Yvonne Guevara has reprised the role of Vivian's trusted partner in crime, Yvonne. He tells us he was so happy to see Missy Reeves as Jennifer, Drake Hogeston's John, and Jim Reynolds as Abe when he came back to the show. Um, he has been in touch with Louise Sorrell over the years, and he loved working with her again. As comes as no surprise. Totally. We are also going to see Allison Sweeney again as Sammy. I spoke to her for an interview in the new issue, and she says she loved the twist that Sammy's daughter was aged and is now pregnant, because it's reminiscent of Allie's own origin story on the soap of Sammy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, she said she was really impressed by newcomer Lindsay Arnold, but admits between Lindsay's character being named Allie and Allison Sweeney in real life <laughs> being
0: called Allie, it certainly led to some onset confusion. I can imagine. I mean, uh, you know, that makes me think about the interview I once did with Rebecca Herbst and Rebecca Buttig from General Hospital. And they explained that there was like an onset protocol of calling Rebecca Herbst Becky so that when someone gave a note like, Rebecca, I need you to move over there, you know, they knew which one the director was talking to. Um, Anyway, I am so excited for Sammy's return and her re-entrance sounds like so much fun. And obviously, given Allie's condition, meaning uh, the character of Allie, <laughs> uh, it seems like there is bound to be some, like, explosive mother-daughter stuff to mine, which I'm excited about. And it is such a nice parallel, I think, to the uh, the friction we so often saw between Sammy and Marlena uh, when Sammy was a headstrong team. And I was also excited to read in your story uh, that Allie is actually, Allie the actress, is actually going to be yeah. around for, like, substantial amount of time. Like, she's not just popping in, she's going to be very involved in storyline for a good few months. And I think that's such a boon uh, to days.
1: Yeah. she tells me she was much happier about the longer stay and that it worked out with her schedule. Um, she actually also said she'd be open to coming back again. Um, she has some hallmark projects right. to do, but she doesn't know when those would be filmed given the current climate. So hopefully yeah. we'll see her back on days once she wraps this run and they start production again. Um, mm-hmm. So we've also recently discussed Young and Restless's return to production. We're now hearing that they will be back on set next week, which is great news. And our guest today is actually from YR. It's Michael Damian, who played Danny Romilotti. Uh, now, Mara, I think you know this, but I started watching the show back in the 80s, like mainly because of Cricket and Danny and Cricket's relationship. I mean, I loved them
0: so much. I was such a fan. It sucked me right into that show. Yeah, when I think about the 80s and y Michael Damien is for sure one of the first things to pop into my head. I mean, Danny was a freaking rock star and Michael <laughs> Damien was one of the biggest heartthrobs in soaps. And the concerts he had on y I mean, totally iconic. You know, there isn't a ton of vintage uh, y and uh, available on YouTube, but I did stumble upon like the "Just Say No to Drugs" inspired concert uh-huh. Danny put on. There's a one about recycling. I mean, in terms <laughs> of the, its aesthetics and the messaging and everything, it's just as '80s as it could possibly be, and so much fun to watch. Uh, I started watching YNR in 1989 which means that I started in time to catch Danny and Cricket's wedding in Hawaii the following year, which was awesome. Uh, and let's not forget, as we moved into the 1990s, it was via Danny that the character of Phyllis was introduced, another right. really fantastic storyline, uh, albeit one that doomed our dear Danny and Cricket. Indeed, but one that brought us Michelle Stafford, who, yeah.
1: you know, still there today. Fair, fair trade, I guess. Right. And, you know, <laughs> since y Michael has done so many projects Uh, you know, a lot behind the camera in terms of directing and producing some great stuff that I've seen and that I'm sure he's going to tell us all about. So let's check in with him and hear what he's been up to. Hi, Michael. Hi. Hi. We're so happy to have you.
2: Oh, thank you so very much.
1: Okay. Well, obviously with Y R doing so many classic episodes and just bringing up just such a nostalgia for the show and stories of the past when I started watching, we're going to dive right in here. So you were hired to play Danny when he was only 16 years old back in 1980. So tell us what life was like for Michael Damien before Y&R entered the picture.
2: Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, I was really just focused on music and I was singing and performing with my family band. And I, I recorded a song, uh, called she did it. And, uh, a bunch of magazines like tiger beat and team beat saw me performing at the Troubadour. Remember the world famous Troubadour that we all got a chance to see, uh, the Elton John story, (laughs) uh, rocket man show. That was where his, his big break was in the U S that is. And so, um, I was at the Troubadour Tiger Beat Magazine. All the magazines were there shooting, uh, taking photos and put me in the magazines. And then I, I got on American Bandstand uh, and performed the song, uh, She Did It. And the producers uh, and writers, uh, you know, Bill Bell and, uh, and and associates saw the performance on American Bandstand. And then they came up with a character of a kind of, they wanted to do a struggling singer who was, you know, working as a waiter and, and trying to, to make it and dr- dreamt about, you know, success and, 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 you know, having hit records and all that and concert tours. So uh, I just remember, and then they called, and they called me, and they, of course, asked if uh, I knew how to act. And uh, I said, of course I do. And then when I hung up the phone, I, I, my, I looked at my brother, Larry, and I said, Larry, I got to quickly learn how to act. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So he put me through it. They wanted me to do a screen test uh over at CBS. So I uh rehearsed like crazy crash course one week, you know, or actually might have been like more like three days. And uh went into CBS, did the audition with uh Lilibet Stern, who played the original Patty. Remember her? Yep. And uh, they said, Great. Um we're going to, you know, have you play, you know, this character Danny Romilotti for the summer. And I was all excited. And, you know, it was great because uh, I'll never forget like the first day or the first few days on the show. And and I met, of course, David Hasselhoff was on the show about to leave the show and he was really nice to me. I met, you know, uh, Doug Davidson, Stephen Ford, and they were all so nice and helped me and, you know, made it, made it really easy and, and comfortable for me to be on the show. And so uh, just a little funny side story of how new I was. Uh, they had my apartment on the show, and so I had a giant like sixteen ounce coffee. And you know, I was drinking this coffee and and then they said, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna shoot now. So I quickly poured the coffee into my sink on the set <laughs> down the drain. Right. And so I shoot the scene and then I hear, Hey, who's the wise guy that poured coffee in the fake sink. And it all, it all run all on the floor. All, you know, Craig, it was like a mess. I had to mop it up. And, and I was like, I just, I was like, ah, uh, well, so that's not plumbed, is it? Like, no, this is just this is just make believe. I'm like, okay, good. I, I thought it was real, you know. Good, they not to use the bathroom. So, uh, so anyway, and and, and uh, David Hassoff, never forget, he he was so nice to me. He said, "Oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. You're going to have so much fun. Ah, don't worry about it. Come on, just have fun." And and he was very uh, lighthearted and just really gave me some great encouraging words and uh, Doug Davidson as well. And that was sort of the, and then, just then, so then we did this big concert on the, sh- on the show, shot it in the Price is Right stage, on the Price's Right stage. And that was like Danny fantasizing that he was a rock star. And so I was able to perform the song that was already, that was climbing the charts. Uh, she did it. And then uh, at the end of the summer, they said, hey, would you like to sign a five-year contract? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you guys said you wanted me for three months. I go, yeah, well, we want you for now several years. And so <laughs> that was really fun. And uh, they said, no, you can do your concert tours and we'll, you know, you just, you know, let us know what your dates are for your shows and we'll let you out and, and we'll make it, you know, as convenient as possible for you to uh, uh, to continue your music career, but also play this singer on the show. So it was really art imitating life life imitating art because whenever Danny Romalotti was doing things, so was Michael Damien and vice versa.
0: It's really amazing. Yeah. It's such a, it was such a sort of surprise career pivot as you're describing it. How did your life change when all of a sudden you were, you know, on YNR with all of the, you know, added kind of exposure that, uh, that that brought along with it?
2: Oh, well, it was incredible, especially with my grandparents, because, you know, uh, the music thing was too abstract and they didn't listen to <laughs> they didn't listen to pop music or rock music. So uh, they were just that alone. I mean, I was a hero. I Mommy mean, Armita Ravettino and Papa Alfredo, they were like, Oh, Michael, it's so nice. So you're on the play. I love it. you on the play. It's all beautiful, beautiful and and uh it was really fun and you know, I mean it, it, it just broadened, you know, you know, back then. We had i don't know six or seven million people watching the show. I know that we had, we had peaked somewhere like around five years in when I was on the show up to like nine ten million people watching the show so it was really uh sort of in its heyday um, and uh, I know it's I know it's really awesome it's I feel like it's coming back and I actually think that uh you know the the big surge I feel like Coming back, And it was really fun. This retro concept, I think, has really been interesting, actually. I know it wasn't intended, but uh, I think flashing back some of the shows, I think, is, uh, is really nice. I mean, let's face it, re, uh, series television in the fall rerun their, or in the summer rerun their shows anyway. So it's kind of nice to, uh, I think, have the resurgence and bring some people that back that might have, you know, drifted away from watching.
1: Have you watched any of them?
2: Oh yeah, on my treadmill at the, at, and the stairmaster at the, at the gym, you know. So great. And it's been fun. I, I you know I turn it on and <clears throat> it's just great to see all the tall hair and big shoulder pads. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it was like we should have called it Hair Wars instead of Star Wars. Actually, I, I used to call it I used to call it that with Tracy Bregman and Beth Maitland when we was to get. I remember a photo shoot. Uh, <laughs> I'll see if I can find the photo. We were our hair was so big at one point. That they were like, we can't get you all into one shot. You
0: know? it was, it was, yeah, there are was some was great so photos bad.
2: of you
1: from back then. I will say, oh, yeah. just googling uh, and seeing like the Tiger Beat shots that they ran, like you were um, all over the all over magazines oh, and everywhere.
2: Oh, this is a fun one.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, right, the uh, Tiger Gosh <laughs> Tiger Beat cover. There you go. It's amazing. <laughs>
2: I know this is a yes, I know this is a podcast, but just imagine a lot of hair and mousse and spray <laughs> right. and gel and everything we could put in our hair back then to get it as big as possible.
0: And then double what you're
1: imagining.
2: Yeah, right. and then double it, yes. <laughs> right.
1: Well, we know that the legendary YNR creator and head writer William J. Bell really oh. valued the role of music and oh, yeah. ha- and just what it played in the overall feel of a show and a storytelling. So what do you remember about Bill's like original vision for your character and you know, just sort of how it evolved from there.
2: Well, first of all, Bill Bell was incredibly supportive and hands-on and really, I mean, talk about a genius. And really, I appreciate him so much more even now being a movie uh, director and producer after making you know about 16 movies and seeing how complex and how difficult it is to just to produce and keep everyone happy and, and the, the, the studio, the broadcaster, and to, to to make it all work and really bill was uh incredible and and a visionary and he um you know he was always right he was you know what what do you want to sing and you know tell me what what can we do can we hey i got an idea let's try to do something about the environment so what if you wrote a song and and so i wrote the song save the earth way back and so he created a big concert event and uh uh you know, there was a big, a big uh, anti-drug campaign. I was part of the big anti-drug campaign uh, back when. And, you know, he said, hey, let's do a big uh, event concert on the show and do, you know, an anti-drug campaign uh, storyline. And so there were, there were, he was just always uh, inventing and creating. And constantly he seemed to be ahead of the curve, I have to tell you. You know, and normally you're just trying to, trying to catch up. But I think Bill was just way ahead and he was always pushing forward and, uh, he especially did it with my character because nobody was doing big concert events. I mean, these shows were huge, uh, you know, thousand extras, you know, seven cameras, giant concert. I mean, literally the concert stage and the lighting was identical to a setup at one of our big, when I was doing the big uh, stadium shows, I mean, it was that big on scale. And so, um, yeah I just really he's amazing. I hope they run some of those concert events. I know that I know that you have, you have to pay the so music li- you gotta pay the music licensing, but you know, uh I'm sure we can make a deal <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: You know someone who knows someone now your real life siblings were in Danny's band for a time. is that correct?
2: yes, I had oh yeah, I had my brothers Tom and Larry, my sister joni, uh Teresa you playing the saxophone. Oh yeah. We had a great time. Um, it was so much fun. And, and, uh, you know, uh, we just had a really good time, uh, shooting those shows and the energy level on the set was, was, was so high and positive. Uh, and really, uh, I think that translated onto the screen and people were able to really escape and enjoy those, those wonderful shows and uh and incredible characters that Bill and Lee Phillip created.
1: Mm-hmm. Well you were the Weirs as I recall, right? Like, yes, uh, yes, my yes. full with name the Z. is
2: Yeah, with a yes. Z. Yeah. We well, have it's Michael Damien Weir, uh-huh. half half Italian, half Irish. Uh, Weir is an Irish Latin name. And so uh, you know, I I I would have kept my full name, but because I was Trying to get when the when Tiger Beat. Well, I, I actually wrote to Tiger Beat Magazine. I don't know if, I, I don't know if you ever heard this story, no. but well, before everything and anything happened, we were on tour in like Yuma, Arizona, and I go into a uh, a newsstand and I see these magazines and I see Leif Garrett, I see all these people, Sean Cassidy, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, how come I can't be on this magazine, in this magazine, <laughs> on this cover? And so in there it says, write to the editor so i had my brother larry write as my manager dear tiger b magazine don't miss the next big teen sensation michael weir uh at the troubadour this coming blah 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 right and so and then he's about to sign wait a minute larry you can't sign it, larry Weir, because then they're gonna know you're my brother or they might even think you're my dad so well, i got an idea i'll say Come see teen sensation Michael Damien. I'll use my first and middle name, and then you sign it, Larry Ware, manager.
0: Oh my god! And wow.
2: so we send the letter, and lo and behold, Tiger Beat magazine sent a photographer and photographed the concert at at the Troubadour. And I didn't know they did. And then all of a sudden, I got a call, and they said, "Oh, would you like to come in for a photo shoot?" I'm like, "Well, sure." Oh my god, who is this? This is Tiger Beat magazine. And anyway. You're already in the magazine. I had no idea that they had already done a full centerfold on me, and it was that's called "New Fa- New Face to Love." Uh, I'll never forget that. So that was, <laughs> oh that my was,
1: god, that's a that great the, story.
2: That was the beginning of the uh, beginning of the whole uh, the whole thing. I think that really kind of kickstarted it.
1: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, you did mention the classic triangle of Danny, Tracy, and Lauren. I mean, yes. that really put your character on the map. Um, Even though, just so you know, I got sucked in by Danny and Cricket. Um, (laughs) What are your standout memories of working with Beth Baitland, who plays Tracy, and Tracy Bregman, who plays Lauren?
2: Oh, incredible. Um, I, I just had such a wonderful time working with Beth, and I just watched that, the show was on last week, the big, very dramatic, powerful, suicidal scene, which I, to be honest with you, forgot how intense it was and how real it was. and. And how beautiful it was. And you know, meaning that the outcome, that the how she overcame it and she didn't do it, and and how Danny, you know, said, Well, I'll marry you, because she was pregnant, didn't want to tell her parents that it would be, you know, she'd be they'd be ashamed of her. And so that was incredible. And Beth Maitland is an incredible actress, she's so wonderful, beautiful inside and out. And Tracy Bregman is phenomenal. She's this. She's got this sparkle of energy, and we had so much fun making the music videos, especially the Against All Odds video we shot. I don't know if you remember that. It was, I that was an epic video.
0: <laughs> yes. And that
2: they've got to rerun. And I'll tell you a funny story. We're on the set, and Wes Kenny was directing it, and he, he said, okay, now, Michael, this is where you kiss her, and you give her a big kiss. Okay, and I'm like, okay. And I look over, and Tracy's parents are on the set. <laughs> And so I kind of did a a nice, polite, you know. And then Wes is, comes out, I was like, what's the matter with you? Why can't you give that was not a beautiful romantic kiss. I go, Wes, um, look behind you. He's like, what? Those are her parents standing right there. He's like, oh, good heavens, we got to get them out of here. Because <laughs> I was, I was like, you know, I don't know. 18 I can't remember how I was I was I was a little bit I was embarrassed you know I didn't want I just didn't feel right giving a beautiful passionate romantic kiss in front of the parents and even though it was you know a character I just I couldn't separate (laughs) it was too intense and so uh and then of course uh the amazing you know working with Laura Lee was just incredible and we had so much fun together and uh so many incredible journeys and you guys ran the uh the wedding the hawaiian wedding it was mm-hmm. so much fun reminiscing with her lauralee and i facetimed i don't know if you saw it we watched it together live oh, and facetimed did? yeah our, our, our instagram Live it we instagram oh, it. it's up out. on my it's up on my um my instagram okay. the real the real michael that. yeah the real michael damien that's up there and then tracy bregg uh, beth maitland and tracy and i uh instagram live watching that that episode oh, yeah. the, okay. the one that we just talked about with the uh uh, it was it was Danny finishes his music video- Cat, by the way Catherine Chancellor financed his music video and we <laughs> and, and God I miss Jeannie so much and we have this we have the Tracy and I have this ongoing and and, and uh, uh Jeannie Cooper and I have this ongoing joke for for about ten years after the video or longer where I kept saying, hey, did I ever pay you back for that music video? <laughs> and she's like, you know, Danny, you didn't. And I think you need to re- tell Bill Bell to write it in. Because I was like, wouldn't it be a great episode? Because Danny's all this big star. And then, and then, then you know, Jeannie Cooper, you know, Mrs. Chancellor, should be like, you know, you never pay me back for that video. <laughs> right. She got the career going. That the, yes, she got me going. And so those are great memories. Uh, Michelle Stafford, oh, my gosh. I mean, just an uh, incredible time working with her and always unpredictable didn't matter what was written in the script you had no idea what Michelle would do and it was that was really fun uh and you had to just you just had to go on the ride wherever she went you went with her and that was really exciting and uh of course I love Doug Davidson working with him and uh Quinn Redeker, who played my dad uh Patty Weaver played my sister Gina on the show Still plays my sister. Uh, has Patty been on the show? Have they brought... Because I don't know if I've seen her on the we show. We has not been
0: on uh, in a while.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Do you miss her uh, lasagna? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, Gina's. And I, I go back to when Gina's was called Jonas's, and that was the actor that looked like Humphrey Bogart. I don't you remember him. It was incredible. The guy that owned... It was called Jonas's. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, he, and he really did look like Humphrey Bogart. In fact, that's why they hired him, apparently, because you know, he wanted sort of a bogey Casablanca type vibe. Mm-hmm. But he had Stephen Ford, President Ford's son.
1: Yeah, uh, that was amazing that he was on. I loved the private investigating that he and Paul uh, yeah. used to do. I mean, the yeah. 80s were such a yeah. special time, um, on so right. so general, but especially on
2: did they ever yeah. crack? Did they ever crack a case? Because they seem to never crack a of case. Of <laughs> Of course
1: not. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, (laughs) that's
2: what i I know the case never ends. Well, if it (laughs) ends and its storyline's over, you know. Exactly.
1: exactly. (laughs) Dishing with Digest is proudly sponsored by Every Plate, America's best value meal kit delivery service, which shops, plans, and delivers, so all you have to do is cook and eat. I've stopped getting caught out missing ingredients that I need through Every Plate. The meal planning, shopping, and prepping is done for you. It's great getting delicious filling meals delivered right to your door every week for way less than you would spend on takeout or delivery and it's much healthier. You pick your dishes and can skip weeks and cancel any time so it's really flexible. It's reduced the stress of meal planning and shopping and I'm eating so much better. There's a wide variety of recipes and I save so much time as meals come together in around 30 minutes which is less stressful and way less time consuming than going to the grocery store. You never buy more ingredients than you need because every plate's recipes come with everything already pre-measured. My favorite is the cranberry glazed pork chops and the simple recipes are outlined with step-by-step instruction cards and you feel confident even when you're cooking something you've never cooked before. The meals taste great and I'm loving all the money and time I'm saving. Even at regular pricing, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than other major meal kits out there. But right now, you can get three weeks of every plate meals for only 2 dollars per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code DISHING3. Again, you can get three weeks of every plate meals for only 2 dollars per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code DISHING3. That's D-I-S-H-I-N-G and the number three.
0: Michael, I'm trying to imagine, I mean, in the era that we're talking about, Michael, you were just, you were such a heartthrob and such a big deal in soaps and so recognizable. You know, what kind of impact did that have on your life away from work to have that um, level of celebrity happen to you?
2: Well, it was a, Dream come true. I mean, it was really uh, it, it. Well, you had the, the the television show, and then you had the the records that were out, and then to, to add even more excitement to it, I was you know on Broadway playing Joseph and Joseph the Technical Dreamcoat, and still uh, the amazing Bill Bell was able to work it out to so where I could do both, which was incredibly awesome. So all that was happening simultaneously, and recording albums, concert tours. Flying back, I flew so much. I was flying back and forth every other day. Uh, and in fact, when I was doing Joseph, I would, you know, shoot the show in the morning. And then, and then that's how amazing they were. They wrote it so I could leave by noon or two or three o'clock uh, and get to the Pantages Theater or fl- get on a plane and fly to San Francisco because I, I did the musical uh, in San Francisco as well. And then, of course, New York was a little more difficult. I had to take a break. Uh, I couldn't fly back and forth uh, when I was playing Joseph on Broadway. But it was really uh I mean it was it was the best time of my life, you know, and uh so exciting and and just meeting great people, great opportunities, traveling all around the world. They they flew me CBS, sent me to, to uh Turkey, where they had these big events there because the show was so big, uh France. Uh we were flown to France several times for big events there and uh, you know, just And that was the other incredible thing is the show was popular all around the world. So whenever I went to different countries, that was really exciting, you know.
1: Like in the moment, could you appreciate it for what was happening? Or is it more looking back now that you realize how huge it actually was?
2: Oh, I really appreciated it at the time because I was dreaming big when I was younger. And I was always telling my brothers and sisters, I have have six sisters and two brothers. I was always like, I was like, did she watch? I'm going to be a star. (laughs) And they're like, oh, shut up. (laughs) You show them. (laughs) I'm going to be famous. And they're like, oh, Michael, get over yourself. I'm like, no, listen, (laughs) let me sing this. I'm going to sit. You know, I was, I was apparently a pain and a show off and driving (laughs) all my brothers and sisters crazy. Although I asked my mom and she's like, are you crazy? You're wonderful. And I was like, really, mom? She's like, you're wonderful. I was like, they all said I was a pain. Like, no, don't listen to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so,
2: um, that was my dream, and so when you have a dream uh, come true, I, it, I mean, it look it it was beyond what I was actually dreaming because I wasn't dreaming about, you know, I just wanted to get a record on the radio. I wasn't, you know, I didn't say, you know, it had to be a number one record, or, you know, yeah, if I could get a get a part on a show, but not the number one show. And then to start you know uh, yeah, of course, who doesn't dream about Broadway, and then to star in an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, so I have so much to be grateful for, and I'm really, really fortunate and lucky and um I know a lot of people don't get breaks and 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 I'm, and that's a drag, and I think the, what I learned was, look, you cannot give up if you really believe in something and you really feel passionate about it, you've got to keep pushing because I'm going to tell you another story that most people don't know. I sent rock on my first album right the first the first big album because the other ones were singles but this was my first sort of legitimate album and i sent that single to 12 record companies and i have 12 rejection letters wow and all 12 of them said the same thing i'm sorry i don't hear the hit thanks for submitting thanks for getting back to us goodbye well i got that thing out because it got into a film called dream a little dream and i went to a convention in san francisco with my brother and we burned uh 20 cds at some place you had to go to a place and burn them and brought them to the convention and all the record guys record radio station guys were there and we just said hey um you got to check out my new song it's a big movie coming out and uh they all took it after the convention all 10 of them went and added it to their station then i got a phone call oh my god You know, then, then I got all those labels calling saying, you know what? We really listened to it and we think it's fabulous. Where can you (laughs) sign with us? So I did, I'm only telling you this story because, um, I could have easily given up. You see what I mean? Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's
2: a lot of rejection.
1: Sure. Yeah.
2: And so you just really have to, if you're passionate, you believe in it and you believe in yourself and you feel, no, I really think this is, this can work. Um, you can't give up. Mm -hmm. So.
0: And that song did go to number one on the billboard charts in case anyone is living under a rock on rock. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It went number one, several, all over the world, several countries, uh, you know, and it, and, uh, really was just, you know, that was my big dream. I was like, you know, to have a, you know, I would love to have a hit record someday, you know, that would be a dream. And so, you know, uh, that's how I'm really fortunate, really grateful. And, it's a lot of fun, you know, looking back and thinking about great times and the tours. And, and I get, I see, I talk to people on Twitter, Facebook every day. I saw you, blah, blah here. I saw you in Greensboro. I saw you in Duluth, Des Moines, Dubuque. Uh, you know, I, saw, I was at this event, you know, or, you know, you did your album signing at here and I, you look and they'll send me a picture of the album that, or the, <laughs> that they have. And so uh, uh, those are great memories, you know.
1: Well, wow as i mentioned i'm i'm a huge danny and cricket fan so i'm not going to let uh, you off the hook we're going to go okay, a little hit me. deeper into them hit me, um, hit me. well first of all they speaking for myself and many other people they still remain such a fan favorite coupling today you know to this day what do you think it is about that pairing that was such a hit and remains such a you know special place in people's heart
2: oh i think it was sort of a young you know romeo and juliet story and they you know she was she was you know younger than danny and and it started out as a crush and then she matured and she became a young beautiful woman cuz they would kind of you know they were friends but then she she grew into this beautiful woman and there was this you know this magic that happened and i think it was really just uh built on a really great friendship and then it as she became of age it became this you know this young romance and uh uh and then i i think it was first of all the great writing of bill bell <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he was writing, which I think is wonderful for his daughter, which I think is very special and put a lot of thought and care into the writing and it translated. And we had so much fun playing all those incredible scenes. And, and uh, as we talked about the big, I think the big uh, apex or the, uh, the highlight was the wedding in Hawaii. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, you could just shoot it on a soundstage and save a ton of money. And Bill's like, no, let's, let's go to Hawaii and take the whole show to Hawaii. I mean, that was a huge endeavor for, soaps didn't do that. I mean, not that I, I mean, I never saw any soap do that kind of a thing. And so he was, and I know it probably, CBS was probably like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to cost what? And so, uh, you know, but he, it paid off and, and people love that wedding and, uh,
1: and a great digest cover, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: It was amazing. And then, you know, and then Phyllis had to go mess up everything. So, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: Phyllis. <laughs> no. Michael, when you think, I think um, that wedding, of course, as you mentioned, such a standout and classic and fans, you know, remember it so vividly. But when you think about that trip and being there with your castmates, yeah. like what stands out to you about, you know, behind the scenes of, of filming that?
2: I think it was probably us all walking along the beach at the end of the day. It was the sun was setting and it was, we were all just taking a walk, you know, with some of the crew and, and, uh, you know, just, I remember saying or thinking at least, I don't know if I said this exactly, but I was thinking, wow, this is really awesome. What a great, what a great job we have <laughs> that we can, that we can actually be in Hawaii walking along the beach on a sunset and getting paid for it. Uh, you know, it was really, it was really, uh, Beautiful moment, and uh, and just uh, being able to have to enjoy the experience of actually being there in Hawaii. And although we were working, it didn't feel like work. It really felt like we were on this vacation, everybody mm-hmm. together. I just happened to be vacati- vacationing with you know Laura Lee and the whole crew and everybody, and we're <laughs> you know uh
0: the cameras
2: with uh, you know my with Patty Weaver and uh, Quinn Redeker. I just saw that scene they ran. You know, I forgot about that heartfelt father and son scene. That Danny and Rex had uh, in Hawaii, overlooking the the beautiful, you know, the ocean, and and uh, is really heartfelt. I I I'm so happy that Young and the Restless reran that uh, last week. Did you get a chance to see that scene? Yes, yes.
0: yes. Do you
2: remember that scene? Because no, I didn't.
0: No. Special. Stop. I did not. That was like I, a tearjerker. Yeah, it <laughs> was, was, like,
2: was. I was. I, I was like, hey, you know what? I wasn't a bad actor. You know, I wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <I> <laughs> failed that.
2: Gosh, that wasn't bad after all, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you also mentioned Michelle Stafford and Phyllis Um, coming in as sort of a spoiler to that relationship. So at the time, were you like, uh uh-oh? Or were you excited (laughs) to sort of embark on some new storyline with Danny?
2: Well, you know, you can't, you can't, we, everything was going great. And how long can you keep a storyline like that? And people are like, Oh my God. Okay. They're happy. We, know, we get it. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just, that's how brilliant again, going back to bill, uh, you, you have to, you have to break them up because everything's too perfect and people are going to get bored. And where's the story from there? They just, you know, get happier and happier. Um, we kind of reached, we reached the top of the happiness meter. And so, you know, what better to, shake things up then bring in somebody that pulls them apart. And that's kind of the Romeo and Juliet concept. And, uh, you know, but there's still that chemistry. And I know one day I might be with my cane and my wheelchair, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going (laughs) to, it's gonna be Danny and Cricket back in Hawaii, you know.
1: Count me
0: in.
2: <laughs> so <funny. laughs> I'm gonna DVR that right now. And you <laughs> and <laughs> you guys are gonna be there. No, you ladies are gonna be there with us. Okay, to document it <laughs> oh, live. Great. You're gonna be, going to be there with us, and we're gonna have so much fun. We're gonna have the lays on, and we're gonna be we're gonna have a great time. It's
0: awesome. <laughs> well, hopefully, David Kimball won't be there.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say David Hasselhoff. <laughs>
0: I thought you was too. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's invited.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, David won't be invited. Okay, and neither will be Phyllis. Okay. Phyllis is not invited. No, she's she can't come. No, okay. no, she's too much trouble. She's she's. <laughs> That's
0: right. Well, Michael, you know, uh, after you left the show, you and your wife started collaborating, as you mentioned, as producer, producing, directing your so prolific behind the scenes. How did that shift in focus come about for you? Well,
2: I was always intrigued and always watching the the way things were produced, directed and written and constantly, uh, interested and, and observing. And, and so I just, I love filmmaking, you know, and, 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 and I was always like a little frustrated because I couldn't I couldn't be part of the the completion of it. I, you know, I should have seen, and then you're done. But I wanted to know. I hope it can get edited properly, and I hope they they pick the right music, and I hope that you know all these things have come together. And so I just sort of it sort of evolved evolved naturally, and um, I started uh, writing and directing. Um, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but you know, uh, engineer would would be there with me, and we'd be talking about the young um, and the rest of scripts and and the dialogue and always kind of like students of, of, of filmmaking and so we started working together, wrote uh, a, a television, first we started with a short film, we wrote it, we produced it and I directed it and then we did a television pilot in France because of course our popularity over there in France and that went really well but unfortunately the network decided they didn't want to have a show in English which originally they did. And they decided it would be too abstract for the French, and so that they they uh, uh, they paid us for it. It was incredible, but um, you know that didn't that didn't get to air as a series. Red Eye, and then we uh, and then we came up with a, a family film, Moon Dance Alexander, about a girl and a horse, loosely based on Janine's uh, childhood when she had her horse, Checkers, and so um, that kind of started it. And then we built a relationship with 20th Century Fox, and we made the Flicka movies and uh, Flicka Two, Flicka Country Pride, and Marlene Me the Puppy Years prequel, and and then uh, and then did our holiday favorite, which was a Princess for Christmas. I'm such a fan of Christmas movies, and so
1: I love that, that movie. Oh, uh, thank you, and it
2: stars the. <laughs> Hey, guess what? That was the, he was unknown at the time. Sam Hewen, of course, from Outlander.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, trust, I know. Uh, <laughs> you know who you know, yeah, right? Because I watch Outlander
2: too. So. <laughs> okay, good. So you know, and the amazing Sir Roger Moore, Mr. James Bond himself, who that was his last movie, and I'm blessed to have directed, you know, had a chance to direct his last movie, and um, and and Katie McGrath uh, from Supergirl. So. You know, it's been an incredible ride. We've had 2 we've been doing a dance franchise lately, the High Strung and High Strung Free Dance, that is you know gone really gone really well. And uh, uh, it's now actually High Strung Free Dance is now. It just had the premiere on Netflix, which is uh, the new amazing way where people are watching movies, mm-hmm. and that's that's been great. And now we're gonna embark on a film that I'm gonna be leaving in a couple days to. Uh. Make a, to make a film and I can't tell you all the news about it yet, but it's, it's going to be really awesome. And (laughs) we can't wait to, to, we shot it. We wrote it over the, 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 the coronavirus, you know, and that's, uh, you know, the lockdown and that's sometimes, you know, positive things come out of very uh, sad and difficult times. And that's, you know, that's something that at least we'll be able to take away from it is that we were able to, uh, to sit and write and create something while we were at home and not able to go anywhere and so um yeah we're gonna make that and we actually wrote actually we wrote three scripts during the, during the during the lockdown so we're uh god willing we'll be able to make uh actually we have four four ready to go four scripts ready to go so we uh hopefully we'll just go from one to the next and the next and you know and just keep shooting until young and the rest is calls me to come back and save cricket in that you know <laughs> Some <laughs> situation, and then I'll pop into General City, and then I'll pop back out and, and make the next movie. <laughs>
1: exactly. Well, that was actually my next question. So you have popped in here and there to Y&R, and and yes. they have been great visits. Would you consider a you know longer return or just a return in general? Like, are you open to coming back?
2: Oh, I listen. I'm always open for everything, and you know, uh, I'm always. I always entertain. I never say no to, I never say never, not to quote James Bond.
1: But, uh, you have every right to, obviously. Yeah,
2: I, I, No, I mean, you know, you, exactly. Ba-dum-boom. So, uh, you, know, you know, by the way, just speaking of James Bond, the first scene with Roger Moore, I don't know if uh-huh. I, nobody probably knows this story, but I, we have this Paisley. Remember the butler, Paisley? Uh-huh. Remember he comes over, he brings him fizzy water. He says, sir, you're fizzy water, right? Well, the, well, that's not the first take we did i had him make a martini and paisley comes in and he says your martini sir shaken not stirred and roger looks up at him and he i i can't really say what he said but anyway it was pretty funny it was pretty funny and they're like okay Take two. <laughs> That's fun. I'll never forget that. That was awesome. That's yeah, amazing. So you know uh, what's great about making movies. You know, there's there's breaks in between. You know, there's when they're doing post production, uh, sound and music. I'm usually available for around two months while while the film is being while the sound and music and visual effects team is working. So I'm able to uh, uh, to do something if you know in that in that break. So yeah, if uh if they come up with I uh, just make sure they do it before I have to be in a wheelchair, you know, a walker. <laughs> Danny Romilotti's ninety-eight years old. <gasps> like, cricket, I'm coming. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it'd be fun to do something. Um, they asked me to come back, uh, I can't remember when it was. I apologize. Uh, but I was working on high strong uh free Dance and I I wasn't I wasn't even in the country uh when they had they had come up with something. I um, can't remember. I apologize. It just, they just actually said, "Would you like to come back?" I said, "Sure." And they we'll working on something, and then I said, "Well, when?" And they, well, in two weeks. I'm like, "Well, I'm I'm not here. I'm in I'm in Romania." <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, uh, anyway. So hopefully, you know, God willing, we'll see how things work out. And you know, it's always fun to to return to Genoa City, and and I just have to come back just so I could see Eric Braden, and Eric Braden could walk up to me in the hallway, which he's done for uh 20 plus years and walks up and says, Michael Damien, rock on. (laughs) And then he does this Mm. like a jab to my ribs. He doesn't actually make contact, but he does a rib rib jab. He goes, Michael Damien, rock on. Mm. (laughs) And then walks away. That's it. We never say, that's all, it's always you,
1: you will
0: be holding a camera secretly next time to record yeah. that. You know. I he think was... that uh, your impression of Eric Braden saying that is going to be my new ringtone, so I thank you. Okay, okay. <laughs>
2: my darling man, rock on.
0: <laughs> well, Michael, you know, when you think about the remarkable fact that it has somehow been like 40 years since you started on YNR, you know, when you think back from today's vantage point, what does it mean to you that you made the kind of mark you did on the show that it is, you know, still held up in people's memories with such fondness and such appreciation. Oh, oh.
2: You're so sweet. Well, first of all, I'm just thrilled. They never killed my character. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Cause they have brought people back from the dead though. I will tell you that, uh, you know, but, uh, no, it, it it means the world to me, and I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the fans because, really, it's all about them. They've been so supportive and and uh, loving, and really, um, I mean, it's really all about them. They've really made the difference, uh, and I'm just thrilled that I'm able to that I was able to uh, bring some happiness, joy to people's lives, and uh, inspire through the show and through the character because I know the character is really positive character, Danny Romelotti, and that really meant. The world to me, I don't think I could have ever stayed this long on a, you know the years that I stayed on if he was <laughs> conniving, scheming, and you know horrible. Um, <clears throat> that's just how I feel personally. I really love the fact that Danny Romulati, uh, uh was a, a really positive role model for a lot of a lot of young people and uh, um, people of all ages. Absolutely.
1: Um, what do you hear when you, when you do run into fans today? What kind of things do they say to you?
2: You look just like Michael Damian.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and sometimes I mess with them. I say, "I know. I get that all the time. It drives me crazy." He, that guy, that guy has no talent, and I don't like him. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm joking. It's me. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Can I see your ID? Oh, okay, here we go. It is you.
0: You look the same. You really do.
2: (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, you're so sweet. Thank you. I don't know. I I mean, it's fun. I I love. I like the head turns and the and and I get also a lot of times. Hey, you know what? Did I go to school with you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you went to Genoa City, Wisconsin, you did. Yeah,
2: I went to University of Young and the Wrestlers. I signed on when I was 17. My mom had to sign my permission slip. I was underage
1: amazing <laughs> that's really incredible I mean, to think about that and to see where you are yeah. today is yeah, it was unbelievable. like I
2: had, oh you're so sweet well you guys are amazing i love your your magazine and all that you guys have ladies have done for and, and gentlemen have done for daytime and uh you know it's a fabulous fabulous publication and uh really you guys you're 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 the champions and you're fueling the fire that keeps it going and keeps people interested and you know, if they've missed an episode, you brought them back up to speed, and you know, and uh, you're always breaking some really good stories.
0: Well, thank you. let <laughs> <the lady> break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want the exclusive when Danny comes back in his wheelchair.
2: That's right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I've no problem. He'll be 99. Hopefully before I'm hundred, God willing, if I could get there.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you uh, so thank much you for joining us today and sharing all these amazing memories. Um, certainly, so I have fun. many of you. So this is just yes. completing the uh, whole circle.
2: Uh, thank you so much. This has been fun catching up and, uh, talking with you with you all and thank you so much really appreciate it really thank you. and and stay safe and and well and take care of yourself and you too you know and safe wash travels. your hands <laughs> always you're right
1: wear a mask
2: i wash my hands after i wash my hands that's what i do i like <laughs> wait a minute i just wash them twice why did i just do that
1: you well know? you're supposed to so you can do it to rock on
2: I've got the spray. Yes, exactly. I'm spraying myself and you know with the hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. One time it was wasn't hand sanitizer, which is not good, you know. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, that's not hand sanitizer. That's <laughs> why you've got to
0: wash after you yeah. was hand sanitized. I know.
2: I know. Really, but seriously, take care of yourselves. <laughs> thank <laughs> really, you, you
0: too.
1: And thank you thank for you everything. So much, Michael. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Have a good one. All Bye. Right. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Love you all.